Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great day for freedom. And we're starting to realize in Florida we don't have as much freedom as we thought. But that's besides the point. With me is a lovely Ferrari. Hello. That has to put up with my my aggravation every day. Um, we're actually going to... Today, today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to cover a couple things. And then I actually... It's a concept album. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it. It's kind of like a concept album. All right, so real quick, Florida sucks. Yeah, Sorry, Florida, I thought this was word association. No, Florida, Florida. No, 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 no. You're you're right. Florida. Look, when we moved here 15 years ago, Florida was a great place to go, and and not just to visit, but even to live. Um. Now, if you talk to people that lived here all their lives, they would tell you differently. But from people that lived up north, Florida was way better than New York mm-hmm. ever could be. Um, wow, what's really sad is New York is actually looking better than Florida. Um, marginally, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hence, hence the sigh from Ferrari. Um, our wonderful governor that has... So many skeletons in their closet that if you, you open, you know it's great when you wake up out. in the morning and hashtag Death Santis is trending on Twitter. Yeah. So, okay, he waived the work search requirement up until uh, this Saturday, I believe it is the 29th. Yes, you're talking about unemployment benefits. Yeah, right for now. unemployment. I'm talking about. I'm talking about unemployment. We'll start with that. Um, okay, cool. Not a problem. There are ways that you can get it waived past that, such as if you're a member of a union um, that's recognized by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't tell you what unions are recognized, by the way. Um, if you're taking state-sponsored and approved training, um, they won't tell you what counts as state-sponsored and approved training. For example, I'm actually the state is actually paying for me um, to go to school, you know, to go to school, to obtain my degree, my degree in certification in cybersecurity. It's state sponsored. It's 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 being done actually to 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 make sure that when I finally do have surgery, that I don't have to rely on disability and Medicaid slash Medicare, where I can actually have my own insurance. I can actually do this, and then I can work from home after taking what most likely a month or two off because it, it is a serious surgery. It's not, it, it's not as simple as removing a wart or something like that. I mean, this is something where they're going to take a sizable chunk of bone out and of my body. Well, and it's not a simple hip replacement. You, no. you shattered your hip. Yeah. It's you, a re- He's got like a big metal bracket in there, guys. It's pretty, not, yeah, pretty, it's not a hip. Pretty, pretty much, guys. What they're gonna do is they're gonna take a third of my pelvis out, uh, and they're gonna take a, about a third to a half of my femur out, and they're gonna replace it with metal. Um, that being said, um, uh, I had a couple options. Disability is one of them. I didn't like disability, but. I was willing to do it if need be. Well, vocational rehab was like, no, wait a minute. We can actually avoid that for you. Because if I did not have the ability to work from home, I was looking at at least two years of not being able to work. Mm -hmm. Because the way they have to do the surgery, they actually have to cut the tendons, peel down the muscle, and just for the tendons alone to heal, take close to a year. Um, You got to think of how much muscle is in your thigh. And around your hip area. Right. Um, that's a lot of muscle there. Um, well, especially you, who's been an athlete almost your entire life. Yeah. So. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fat, but there's a lot of muscle there, too. So that being said, I've tried for two months to get an answer on whether or not, because the state is paying for my education, on whether or not that is that that is considered state-sponsored uh, um uh, vocational training. Right. Uh, and I cannot get an answer. I have gone up to Florida lawmakers. I have gone through advocates. I'm to the point of actually contacting a family member that actually has close ties to people that are close to the president, Washington, mm-hmm. and being like, hey, 
Can somebody pay attention to Florida and get us some answers? Because our governor sure as fuck won't. Um, you got to understand how DeSantis works. He drops his stuff on you. He doesn't notify the media. He notifies Fox. He notifies Newsmax. He notifies OAN. But he doesn't notify anybody else. And he drops this these bombs on us. And then when anyone disagrees with him, he will either get very um, uh, agitated or he'll just walk off. It'll be one or the other. Um, I'll be the first to admit, I really wish that I would find him in a bar. He would get agitated with me. And then we'll see how tough of a guy he really is. I'm willing to bet that I can knock him out pretty quickly. That being said, and that's not a threat. It's just he is. He acts like an asshole in a bar that knows everything. Um, not only did he do that, but he's also dropping the FPUC, which is a 300 a week, uh, the federal money. At the end of June. At the end of June. Um, now, there was a clause which nobody knew about. And this shows you how great our government is on all sides of the aisle. And that's what's going to lead us towards what's coming up next. He uh, he decided, as long as you give 30 days notice to your constituents or your your the, the, the people. The citizens, you, yeah. Your, 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 your underlords. Yeah. Uh, the people you rule the over. The peasants. Um, as long as you give them 30 days notice, you can drop that. And while that's great. Um, I, and I don't have a huge problem with either, honestly. Um, I have a problem with not being able to get a straight answer, um, because right. it seems like the state of Florida is the only place that you can work, screw up every single day, yet still have a job the next morning. Mm -hmm. Um, but guys, not everyone on unemployment is sitting on their ass collecting money. As a matter of fact, I would say that that's the minority. No, most people who are on unemployment are, at the very least, still trying to take care of their family, whether they have kids or, or older family members that they're taking care of, um, or like you are trying to get re-educated to get a better yes. job. Um, or are searching for different employment than what they were doing, because obviously whatever they were doing, they got laid off during the pandemic. Yes. Um, there are people who are collecting partial unemployment because they're working partial hours. Which because, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, they've, they've been re either rehired back at their job for, um, you know, um, fewer hours or lower pay or... They've taken another job for fewer hours and lower pay. So it's not just that people are sitting on their ass. And I do want to mention, like, and I don't think that we've actually talked about this, you know, because we've talked about, uh, or we haven't talked about the whole automation of jobs situation. But the whole point of being in a developed society and, you know, automating certain jobs or, or, using technology to make certain jobs easier is that everyone should benefit from that, including the actual workers, not just the billionaires and corporations who hoard all the wealth. So I don't want to get into, cause I know we have other things to talk about, but that whole concept of like a universal basic income, because things have become much easier in, especially in the last hundred years, that people don't have to, like, slave away at, like, you know, like, labor jobs or work for pennies or, you know, scrape by. They shouldn't have to scrape by. We should all have at least some sort of basic need taken care of. Well, um, I, but I don't, I don't want to get off on that track, but no, no, I, no, no. I do want to just kind of throw that in there that, this whole concept of like everybody should be working their ass off is an outdated concept. Well, like, so this whole concept of like, well, people are just sitting on their asses collecting unemployment. I'm sorry. Do you like, and I, I know that you are a little bit more into the whole like billionaires who have made it, you know, and things like that. But do you honestly think that like Jeff Bezos sitting on a yacht 
is any... Like, he's better than somebody who's in between jobs collecting $300 a week. Oh, no, no, Like... Here's what makes you better. What makes you better is... It's a combination of things. It's the type of person you are. Mm -hmm. If you actually care about others, if you, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and you're not doing it to, to, to show off to people. One of the things that I've always felt, uh, and, and we did this with, 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 uh, uh, wrestling promotion up North is, is, you know, we, we had plans and, and we even had a, a toy company that was willing to donate. Uh, I think it's the ones that make the little plush toys, uh, uh, no. Talking about Ty Beanie Babies? Yeah, yeah, Beanie Babies. Okay. Um, they were willing to donate a, a, a bunch of them, so our wrestlers could go and and give autograph pictures and Beanie Babies to uh children at the children at the local children's hospital and at Roswell, which is a, a cancer institute up in up in Buffalo, New York. But the one thing that I made very clear is I did not want it to leak to the media. If the media showed up on their own, fine. It would be like, look, yeah, but please, we don't want this. Yeah, we weren't doing. We weren't going to do it as a PR event. No, it we was, wanted to actually just go do something nice out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, and if you do it for that reason, then it means more. If you're doing it just so you can go, ha, I did this for so and so. Yeah. Look, honestly, you're just a scumbag. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the main point is, is that. These people who are saying that people who are collecting unemployment are just lazy and sitting on their ass. Have you talked to anybody who's on unemployment? Most of them have not. So, and I want to get to that, actually. Um, one of the things that, that, has been noticed is some places actually have started paying a, a what's called a living wage. Yes. In other words, $15 or more an hour. Yeah. And they've noticed the productivity has gone up uh, and they, they actually are doing better business mm -hmm. um, at, at that point. And uh, I believe it's Denny's, if I'm not mistaken, one of their franchises decided to start paying everybody their, at least, including the servers, $15 an hour. Nobody's making less than $15 an hour. Some are making a little bit more, mm -hmm. but nobody's making less. And they found that they actually are doing better business than any of the other Denny's in that area. And finally, they actually got their, their, their shareholders on board, their mm -hmm. stockholders on board. Um, and they're starting to realize that this is not a bad thing. They didn't have to raise prices. Right. Well, if you figure most people work in at the most an eight hour shift a day, there are other jobs that you work more hours per day, like, you know, especially in the medical field and some of the construction and things like that. And there are some, you know, other jobs that you might work a four or six hour day, but on average people work an eight hour day, five days a week. That's a 40 yeah. hour work. Week. Yeah. So, if you go from making seven fifty an hour to making fifteen dollars an hour, you double your pay. Oh yeah. You know, and so to you, that's a huge increase. But if you look at a company's bottom line, it's menial. Well, and I want to get to that because it's menial for larger companies. Now, for smaller companies, no, some it's small not. businesses, it might be a little bit of a loss to start with, but if your employees are more comfortable and feel less stressed and more, you know, become more productive, your then, business yes. will make more money. You know, it, it, it's an immediate, you know, like cause and effect. So in, in that, and, and I want to bring that up when, if you notice the states that are cutting the, the $300 a week mm -hmm. are all red states. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they're, is yeah, Republican they're Republican states. states. And the reason why is because you have all these businesses that pay minimum wage 
that went to the governors and were petitioning for for them to get rid of the FPUC, the $300 a week. Mm-hmm. They were all the ones that pay minimum wage. You did not see the larger companies that actually pay good money. Yeah, this whole concept that this. there's a labor shortage or that people don't want to work. Companies that pay $15 an hour or more are not having any trouble filling the positions that they're looking to hire for. No, and if they are having trouble, the, the trouble that they're having is because they are having trouble finding people that are educated enough or trained in that particular field. Right, because, you know, if they if they are a specialized field or you need certain skills, but they're not actually having a problem, you know, getting applications or, you know, finding enough people to interview. They might, you know, not fight, find the right fit, but, you no. know. Um, but I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, is that there are some of these companies that are complaining that they can't get anybody to work for them that are sitting on applications and not calling those people back. No, as a matter of fact, uh, over the past two weeks, there's been a number of advocates that have actually gone out and talked to businesses and talked to people that actually have applied. And a number of these people that have applied to these businesses that have help wanted, they're complaining that they don't have enough people. They never got a call back Mm -hmm. or they got interviewed and they never got the job. Um, And so, Tell me where 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 is the problem then? Yeah, so if a is business the problem with really the worker? yeah, if the business really needs somebody to work for them, but they're being super picky about who they want to work for them, that's that's not a pro- there's not a labor shortage. That's a problem with you don't want to hire certain people. Guys, one of one of the problems and and I've said this for years, um actually it was very apparent 10 years ago. But I've said this for years back in two, well, more than 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 2009, mm-hmm. um, when that very first hard recession hit, when the housing bubble burst, mm-hmm. is that once companies laid off all of these people and they realized they can get by with less people, which means they have less, they, they have less overhead because they don't have to pay as many employees. And that means more money in shareholders pockets that means more money in ceo's pockets um they're not going to hire as many people back um the other thing too that a lot of people need to realize that your ppp money and this is funny because they come down on people like us and when i say like us i mean like normal people because we uh you know, are, are trying to make ends meet yet. A lot of the PPP money they have found out actually wasn't going to actually help the businesses run properly. It actually was going towards bonuses towards CEOs and, and, and officers of the company uh, or owners of the company. Um, And the ones that actually got the largest amount of PPP money were the ones that were either large donors to, a governor's campaign or a certain uh, legislative uh, legislature's campaign or what have you. So the PPP was not evenly distributed. There's been a lot of like churches that um, receive PPP money that, I mean, you're a nonprofit. Like why, you know, why, why why, why get that money if you're a nonprofit? Yeah. Yeah. Especially a church that, you know, you should not be running as a business. I'll um, tell, I'll be honest right now. Outbreak did not take any money. No. Because, honestly, we were able to pare down. To, to be fair, we probably should have. Yeah, and, and I mean, the problem is, is we did, we did. We looked debate, into it. Yeah, that we were going to do it. Um, That way we could at least, you know give our wrestlers our employees like some sort of like listen we're not going to be able to run shows but here's a little bit of money because you know you're probably not going to be able to wrestle um for us or anyone else you know but once we saw the way that they the ppp loans were being distributed um and i've mentioned this i think i've mentioned it on this podcast i've mentioned it on other outbreak podcasts like 
I work for a small business. I work for an animal hospital. Um, my boss did get the first round of PPP loans, but it was like excruciatingly difficult. Yeah. Um, to the point that she had to hire a small business lawyer that works with local veterinarians to find a bank that was willing to lend to a small business, even though there was supposed to be no risk to the banks. Yes. And, yes. and it was ridiculous. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing, because I work for such a small business, I mean, like, like our, my coworker jokes that we need to get the t-shirts that say, please be patient. There's like three of us because there really are like three of us that work full time. Um, is that I know pretty much all the ins and outs of running this business. You know, I, I, I don't make, I don't make financial decisions, but I at least know about it because my boss tells us about it is that the, I mean the paperwork to fill out and you know, the, uh, there are how many different banks locally, like at least 20 different kind like brands of banks. Yeah. And only one of them would lend the PPP loans to the veterinarians, even though it's it's basically a government grant. Yes. But they did they just did not want to do business with. But you know, Florida was sitting on, uh, I think it was something like five hundred billion dollars uh, towards the end of last year. And when the Treasury asked for them, asked for all the states to send back the extra money that they had, um, DeSantis decided to distribute that money uh, via PPP loans to all of his friends and mm -hmm. donors. Um, that's been documented. You, yeah. you can look it up. And, it's not and, a secret. I mean, this is just an aside. Like, $500 billion is an almost unfathomable number. Um, most of us know the value of $500. Yes. Most of us know the value of $5,000 because I would say that most people on average are like $5,000 in credit card debt. Some of us know the value of $5 million. Yeah. Some of us do know like what $5 million is like, but when you get into billions of dollars, yeah. it's, it's an unfathomable amount. If you had a billion dollars... You could literally live the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, I mean, you like like a normal person, and you would never spend that billion dollars. Uh, you can live like an extravagant person in other countries that right? are just the same. I think, and, and this is this is this just popped in my head. If you have not seen the movie Brewster's Millions, if you need to go find it. First of all, Richard Pryor is freaking amazing, but. The concept of it is that is he is inheriting a bunch of money, but in order to prove that he can handle that much money, he has to spend, what is it, a million dollars a day or something like that? Yeah, I or think it's so, something like or, or that, yeah. something ridiculous. I haven't seen the movie in a while. But he can't just, like, give it away. Like, he actually has to spend it. Yeah. And, I mean, this movie is, like, 30 or 40 years old, but... Just the concept of having to spend that much money a day, like, you you just can't. Like, what do no. you buy with this? No, you, 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 know? you can. And, and, I mean, again, it, it's important to realize, you know, the, the economic impact of taking away that federal money in a state such as Florida. And I, I use Florida as, a, as, as an example because many of our jobs are seasonal. Yes. Okay. Um, now, to be fair, and, we are... and by seasonal, it's not like oh, summer and there's people on vacation, and you know, from this date to this date, you're great. Like, no, it's like week by week. No, I'll actually yeah. give I'll actually give a great example. Mar a Largo, where where mm -hmm. where you know, <coughs> Emperor Cheeto Trump, Man. where Emperor Trump was staying, is closed in the summer, which is why he's in Bedminster up in New Jersey right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so seasonal does not necessarily just mean Florida. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of places that aren't open in the summer yeah. because it's too hot. Right. And they're open in the winter. And then there's a lot of places that are open in the winter, but are slow, but you right. pick but up yeah, in the summer I mean, because Things are literally week by week for yeah. a lot of these places because 
you know, spring breaks, you know, week by week are busy. Um, certain, you know, holiday weeks and things like that are busy, but there's a lot of times like, you know, one of, one of my coworkers who is a veterinary technician, she is also a server, a waitress, and she has her own business that she runs private parties and serves that way. This is what she does to survive. And she's also a single person. And she, I mean, right now she's staying with her parents to help them out. So, I mean, I mean, here's you a- shouldn't have to work several jobs just to be able to make ends meet. No, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on to the next thing yeah, in a minute. Absolutely. But, but real quick, look, the bottom line is this: while everybody can sit in there and be like, you know, oh, get off your ass, get off your ass, get off your ass. Um, honestly, I kind of want to tell some of them, hey. Why don't, you, why don't we switch places? I'll do your yeah. job, and you actually take the classes that I'm taking and get the grades you, that I'm getting. And you live off of the menial unemployment, you and know? Then you we'll don't. See. You never know what it's like until you have to live no, that situation. And I'm glad you said that. I'm not moving to that yet, but I'm going to move to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, there were a couple other things. There's two more things I want to mention. Okay. Real quick, Governor DeSantis has also signed a bill that would make it illegal for social media to um, essentially do what they did to Trump, which is pull them off their platform. That's kind of like telling me that when we run wrestling shows that I have to let someone I don't like in. I'm sorry, but if you're an asshole, I'm not letting you into the show. Well, yeah, or it's like saying, like, if you have bad service at a restaurant – you still have to go patronize that restaurant. Even yeah. Though, you know, no, I, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they are still their own companies it, and they can refuse service. Especially because he's feeding into the QAnon conspiracies. He's feeding into multiple lies that do affect the whole country. Um, and again, you know, look, with great power comes great responsibility. And it was proven with Trump that he can't handle that responsibility. Um, that, Trump that's, is no Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, you, you, you called it outright with the Spider-Man, but, but I mean, that's the thing. He, he really is, is not in a position for that. Um, that bill is going to be tied up in court for years. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was, it was yet another one of DeSantis's bill that he signed. That's not going to see the light of day because he's going to be tied up in court. Well, which, guess what? You're all going to have to pay for. And as is a state employee, you cannot govern a national company. No, it's just it no. doesn't just doesn't work. No, I, I'm pretty positive that that most social media companies, when they seen that DeSantis signed that bill, just laughed. Yeah. Because I just laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the guy's an idiot. Um, yes. I don't care if he was a jag lawyer or whatever. The guy's a, the guy's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one more thing I want to get 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 in there. Um, we were talking about uh, or or Biden was talking about, and, and again, remember when when Biden got elected, I said we would call him out on his bullshit. Yes. And Biden was talking up about uh student loan debt forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so the budget was was designed, um, I believe it's for next year. They've already written a draft for it or something like that. All of a sudden, student le- student student debt loan forgiveness is gone. It, it, yeah. it, it disappeared. So, you know, whether it be for 10 grand, 50 grand, whatever they were going to decide mm-hmm. it was going to be, Biden doesn't want to erase your debt. Um, you got to well, remember, Biden, okay. Biden, it may not be that Biden himself doesn't want to erase your debt. Hear why? Hear why I say that first. Before you say, before you, I, I he don't, is he is bending to pressure. Well, Biden's bent yeah. to pressure numerous times. Right. But bending, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying that it's it's any. It's not. I, I'm not saying it's forgivable. I'm just saying that it's not that he's a malicious evil villain. 
It's that, you know, he's not saying, like, fuck you and your student loan debt because I don't like you. I don't know. He did years ago. Right. Because he's the one that actually made it, so there's no way. If you declare bankruptcy, your student loan debt does not count in that. Right. But it's... You you don't know for sure if it's he himself doesn't want it or he's realizing that he has to keep these lender companies happy. You know, like, I, no one's ever going to know what the real reason is, but it's still shitty. That's my point, is... Like, and I have this problem, guys, where, like, when I'm, I'm trying to make a point, sometimes it doesn't come out the way that I mean it. So I'm hoping that you understand that I'm not saying that this is forgivable. It is unforgivable. It is one of those things that politicians run on something, like, we're gonna forgive your student loan debt. He lied. He lied to us. And it's shitty, and he should be called out for it. And I think everybody should tell him that this is a shit thing that he's doing and that he lied to us. Well, and again... But I'm I'm one of those people that, like, I want to know why. Like, I'm, I'm one of those that, like, what's your motivation? So is your motivation that, well, I just wanted, I just wanted to put something out there so people would vote for me? I don't know if that's exactly it it might be and if it is it's shitty it's shitty regardless because even if it is that he's like you know what i would like to forgive student loan debt for these people but all of the big name lenders and stuff said no we're no you can't do that whatever we're gonna ruin you're gonna you're not gonna get anything else done you're not you know we're gonna make life miserable for you it's still shitty because he's not standing up for what he said well I've got a solution mm-hmm or I think Elon solution. Musk should pay everybody's uh, why yeah. not and I... Jeff Bezos and Bill <laughs> Gates although Bill Gates is gonna have to pay his wife a lot of money I think uh yeah uh, um and we'll leave Bill Gates for another <laughs> um Elon Musk was hilarious on Saturday Night Live, though. Uh, I will give him that. (laughs) He, 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 yeah, well, we'll leave that for another time. Because, like I said, I really didn't want this to go all that long. But there is a possible solution. And I've said this before, but I never really went in-depth in it. Here's the thing. Most of the politicians that you see, they, they have no connection with you. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you're most likely not wealthy. And I, if you are wealthy, by all means, I, you know, hey. Good for you. Good for you. I'm happy but for you. But we're going to guess you definitely work a job that you make less than $50,000 a year. Yeah. Um, Possibly even half of that. And, and 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 that's not to put down yeah. any, any We listeners. We make that. We make less than that. Like, you know, each. You know, so well, that'll change once I get my stuff. Yeah, but no, but right now, I mean, we're we're under that threshold, and it's not you. You are not any less of a person. You know, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how much I get paid, but it is definitely less than fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, you know, I mean, you've made more than that in previous oh, careers that you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but we're going to assume that, like, like the average person. You make less than $50,000 a year, that you generally live paycheck to paycheck, that you hold some sort of credit card or car loan debt or something like that. I, well, it, or it, student loan debt or whatever. No, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned something, though, because I, I want to make something clear before I mention this possible solution that will never happen. Um, I have been in a point where I was making well over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been to the point where I was lucky if I, I made $10,000 a year, mm-hmm. um, all within the course of 10 years. And I also, I have to add into that. It was through no fault of my own. Yeah. Um, I got laid off from 
my computer job in 2009 because of the recession. And finding a good paying job after that was near impossible. I think the highest paying job I was able to find um, I was still less than 20000 a year. Yeah. Um, because even though you were getting paid a decent amount per hour, they were only scheduling you part-time. Yes. So that's the other thing that, you know, people battle with. Yes. So it's important to realize that I've, I've, I've you know, when you we were, lived when we were, a roller coaster life. When, when we were saying $5 million, at one point I did have close to $5 million in my bank account when I owned my own wireless company. Um, and again, it, you know, through, through, through no fault of my own, uh, you know, things happen and money gets spent because you, you know, as a company, you rake up debt. And, and that goes back to the companies. Look, if you can't afford to pay your employees, don't bitch to the governor, close your company. Or re, re, restructure your company. Don't, you know, pay your employees well and your employees are going to be loyal. Any company that's paid me well, I have been very, very, very loyal mm -hmm. to, to the point where it's bit me in the ass a couple times. Mm -hmm. Any company that pays me dirt, I really could care less about. I honestly don't care about my job at that point. You know, go ahead, fire me. I'll find another job that I probably will make more on. Um, that being said, Politicians now can't relate to us. That's not all of them. There are a couple that can't. Okay. Yeah. There but, are there are especially some of the freshmen, like um, congressmen and women, who either grew up as immigrants or kids of immigrants yes. and um, or work or working class kids or whatever. They you know I mean you know AOC was a, a waitress and a bartender. Um, I'm sure that like Elon Omar like you know grew up you know. As a kid of an immigrant, you know, probably didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, and other ones, too. I mean, not just, you know, um, I'm sure there are Republicans as well. You know, they may not be as vocal about it, but grew up working class that, you know, grew up poor or lower middle class, you know, where you, you're not wealthy. Yes. You know, you're so, just an average American. Here's, here's, here's the suggestion, because... It is widely accepted that most, you know, Washington in particular, um, with a couple exceptions, which Ferrari mentioned, are out of touch with with Americans as a whole. Because as much as everybody would love to think that most America is making like over $100,000 a year, that's just not the case at all. Mm -mm. Um the the middle class is actually shrinking at, at a at an alarming rate actually and this pandemic actually made it very clear economists actually have shown the poverty level m more people are falling into poverty because the poverty level actually has increased and because they've lowered the threshold for what's considered wealthy the wealthy has actually gotten yeah gotten there's pr we're getting well. very close to having a line of like if you make Less than this much money, you're poor, and if you make more than this much money, you're wealthy. Yeah, and, and there's that's no middle such class. a class divide that that's something that is once you get to that point, it's very hard to get away from. Uh, not only that, but situations like that can cause such you know can, can cause Up uprisings, uprisings yeah. and in some cases outright civil wars. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, if this country was serious about wanting to fix a lot of the problems that we have internally. When you get elected to a seat, um, whether it be a senator, whether it be a representative, anything that you get elected to. Yeah. Okay. Or anything that you get appointed to as a civilian. Yeah. You're serving okay? the people in an elected capacity. That first year, all of your assets and your immediate family's assets are frozen, which that means, means you have yeah, no your savings, access to that. Like you know, you can't take uh, you know, like equity on your house or anything no. like that. Um, you know, you have um, you can't yeah, you can't access your 
401k, your stocks, your any of that crap. You no. Know? no. And, and again, this, that, I, I'm mentioning a solution. I'm not saying this is what happens right now. I'm saying this is actually what I would suggest to do to, to bring Washington down to the citizens level so they actually understand what we all go through. And what, what I would suggest that they do is freeze our assets. So no no money coming in. Um, they get paid minimum wage. Yes. Minimum wage for Washington, D.C. Or or we could even the say fe- minimum yeah, wage. Just the federal minimum wage, which I think is, what, 7 Well, now it's Well, 15. I know now it's been up to 15 but prior to that it was like seven fifty eight. Well, that, or that's, something. That's why I think it should, be, it should be the minimum wage in the state that they represent. Um, well, the federal minimum wage, doesn't that, um, the federal minimum wage is seven twenty five per hour right now. Okay. Well, then they all get paid seven twenty five an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that means out of that, they have to be able to afford their own car insurance. They have to afford their own car because you're not going to be able to maintain a Lexus or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they have to be able to afford rent. Okay, which means they're pretty much living in in subsidized housing um, at that point. Um, There is no charter schools or special schools for their children. No, their kids are going to public school. And if you want them to go to like, uh, you know, a Catholic school or or a private school, guess what? Mom and dad are working bingo along with with making laws. Um, You cannot take money from uh, campaign uh, fun, you know, finance. You cannot take out a huge loan. You have to live life like someone living on, on, on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And then six months in, you then will end up actually serving the people. In other words... You're going to volunteer your time. Now, you're going to look at me and be like, well, where are they going to get the money from? Oh, no, they're, they're going to be laid off. So they actually get to go through the whole process of getting unemployment, which they'll get, which they'll get. But they'll have to go through the process of getting unemployment, which is interesting because if that was to happen in Florida, some of these people might not get paid for a full year. Um. There's people that, that, that even a year later still have not gotten their unemployment money. Um, if you can survive that year on minimum wage or less, and you can, with no extra money, that means you can't go to Cousin Joe Bob and borrow $5 million. No, 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 no. You get caught doing that, you automatically lose your seat. And you cannot run for public office anymore. And you cannot be nominated. You, you can't be named for a position anymore. You're done. Your, your political life is over. And if you make it through that full year, then the second year, you actually get paid however much that position pays you. Um, you, your assets are unfrozen, so you have full access to your assets. Um, but during that year, you, you have to deal with things like that normal people have to deal with, which means you may only get one week paid vacation and one week sick time. That's it. You know, um, now that being said, along with that. If you're reelected, then you have to go through that again. And the reason, but there's a slight change. If you get caught getting money when you get reelected, as opposed to you being kicked out of office, never being allowed to stay in office, that's actually a federal offense at that point, which means you can and will go to jail. Um, and you should. Because you're representing these people and you have no idea how they live. You want a perfect example? When DeSantis set up vaccine clinics, they were only set up in the wealthiest neighborhoods of Florida. None of them were set up in the poor neighborhoods. 
None of them were set up in the poor neighborhoods at all. They were set up where all of the rich donors, you know, uh, to DeSantis's campaign lived. And so if you do that, that should, if, if they can last a year, and I will tell you right now, there's three politicians that actually did try to do this on their own, on their own volition. They tried doing this. They didn't even last a month. They didn't even last a month. And only one of them felt bad that they couldn't last a month. The other two were just like, ah, screw it. The one actually felt bad. And he actually changed how he, how, how he makes laws. To look out for people like that. And that would get people down to the level. I also think that a psych eval that's private, it's not made public, but a psych eval should be done once a year on every politician and everybody that's in a office that affects you and me, people like us. And I say that because, to be honest, look, you're not going to tell me that Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is, is not suffering from mental illness, okay? If, if, if you seriously tell me that, I, 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 I legit, I want you to send me a photocopy of your ID. Uh, uh, not your ID, I'm sorry, your, your, your degree, your psych degree. Um, because the lady is, is definitely mentally unstable. Um, but again, if you brought these politicians down to the same level of their lowest constituents, you're only as, as, as good as the people that you represent. Mm -hmm. And if you represent a district that is incredibly poor or is at the poverty level and you are making laws like they're rich or wealthy, what does that say about you? What does that say about the people? You obviously don't care about the people you represent. And that's been a huge problem with Washington for years, years, and not just Washington. I mean, this goes for governors. Um, I would say this goes for representatives, but I'll tell you right now, representatives do not make a lot of money. Um, ones that have been in office for a long time do, but ones that have not been in office for all that long don't make a lot of money. Um, so that's why when I hear a representative give $500 to help a poor family pay for rent, I, 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 I have nothing but the deepest respect for them because they don't, they may not even have that $500 to give, you know? Um, while I'm not a huge fan of AOC, the fact is she's still paying her school loans off. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean that she has a much better idea of what people like us are all going through, you know? Um, so again, you know, while it's great that people want to go online and bitch and bitch and bitch about unemployment and, and, and how people are sitting on their asses and everything else like that. Um, the fact of the matter is you're not walking in someone else's shoes. So shut the fuck up. Right. Um, and if anybody doubts that I wouldn't say this to their face, please, by all means, tell me, I, I have no problem at all saying it to your face. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> When it comes down to it, just remember that the people who run this country, and I'm not just talking about the politicians, I'm talking about the billionaires and the corporations and the wealthy families who've been accumulating wealth for the last 400 years or whatever, um, they love seeing poor people fight against each other. Yes. Because yes. all it does is distract people from the fact that they are hoarding more of the wealth and screwing us all over. So... Learn that your your enemy or the people that you should be angry at or upset with are not your neighbor, are not your fellow working American. They are the people who are hoarding the wealth and not paying taxes and have 18 houses across the world and 45 yachts and, you know. I, I, I've got, I've, I, I want to I add something to, though. Because, you know, from being where I actually had 
a substantial amount of money. Um, I mean, there was times that I would go out and 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 see friends of mine bands play, and there might be, you know, five hundred people, thousand people in that bar, and I would have no problem at all just dropping, you know, ears that bar buying everybody a drink, you know. Um, I've also been to the point where I was so poor that I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from. And I, one of, one of the best things in the world that happened to me was losing everything. As much as I, I hate the fact that I'm, that, 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 that we're struggling now, Mm-hmm. losing everything was one of the best things that ever happened to me because now I actually know what other people are going through. I, I, I know the struggles that other people are going through and I can relate to that. And I'm the first one to stick up for. Them. Yeah. Um, if you haven't been in that situation, seriously, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, you, you really have no right to, to, to open your fucking mouth. Um, 90% of us are way more close to being homeless and having nothing than we will ever be to being considered wealthy. Well, if you want a great example of that, COVID, COVID was a great example. If you got COVID in the beginning and you were put on a respirator and you didn't have insurance, you easily were paying anywhere between a hundred to $250,000. Hundred thousand to two hundred fifty, hundred thousand dollars uh, for that medical bill. If you died, if you had passed away, and you lived in a state such as Florida, and Florida intentionally would avoid putting COVID on the death certificate, you you would not be eligible for the nine thousand dollars which the government allocated for for burial costs yeah. for everybody. And nine thousand dollars for burial costs honestly is nothing. But it helps. It, 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 it helps greatly. It covers very basic charges. You know? Um, and now there's people that are trying to get that covered. And in states like Florida that decide to say, well, he died of pneumonia. Well, again, I, I use this as a great example. Most people like, like the band Queen. Some people don't. Most people do. Freddie Mercury had AIDS, but he died of pneumonia. Did he die of pneumonia or did he die of AIDS-related pneumonia? Right. Would you know? He, would he have died of pneumonia if he didn't have AIDS? Exactly. Like, that's, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, you know, most people can get pneumonia and suffer for a little while and get through it. But if you have comorbidities, which is another medical condition... That, you Which know, most we, people, whether you want to believe it or not, have. Yeah, diabetes is a comorbidity. Um, asthma is a comorbidity. Being um, overweight. Being overweight. Comor- yeah. Comorbidity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, you know, and just as like with COVID, like if you had not gotten COVID, would you have died from your diabetic medical condition? Would you have had a heart attack if you didn't catch COVID? You know, would you have had organ failure this year if you didn't have, if you hadn't been exposed to COVID? So, well, real quick, I want to come out. I want to add one more thing and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, It is slowly starting to come out now that it is um, that, that it's very, it's being suspected that this virus was leaked from the uh, storage facility, from, from the containment facility mm. in Wuhan, China. Um, because in November, and that's how we found out about it because it was in medical journals that most people don't have access to because I went to med school, I do. Um, they were being hospitalized with something like pneumonia, but it wasn't pneumonia. It what Odds were is it was covid and what probably happened is, is they caught this because they didn't follow proper protocol because it is a level four um, uh, antigen uh, or uh, contagion. Um, and 
they ended up spreading it to their family who went out and spread it to, you know, other people. And that's probably how it got out. Um, if they find out that this was man-made, boy, I'm really looking forward to see how many lawyers are contacted. Right. Um, especially because the U.S. would be implicated in that. They wouldn't be the only one. But they would definitely be implicated right. in it. Well, and even, not that, not that I'm saying it's not man-made, but even if it wasn't necessarily man-made, but it was a contagion that was being experimented on and tested in a lab and was leaked because of improper protocols, it is it's still, still it, you, you, there is still going to be blame and lawsuits and, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. And there should be. There should be. Here's the thing. If we've all been through all of this for the past year, year and a half. Because somebody didn't wear the proper protective gear or, you know, didn't do proper, you know, containment protocols or um, didn't properly um, disinfect themselves after leaving the lab area. Well, and again, and I'll be the first say, you know, I, I, I this vaccine, nobody knows what the long term effects are. I'm getting my first my first shot tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I will openly say, if I find out there's long-term effects because of this vaccine, hell yeah, I'm hiring a goddamn lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because yes, that does scare me. I don't like I I don't like newer vaccines unless they've been around long enough to test long, and they've been very 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 quiet on independent testing. Um, and, and, and what's been found. So, you know, again, say whatever you want. I'm not saying the vaccines are bad. I'm, I mean, I'm getting one myself because it's getting to the point where you need to get it if you want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, be smart about it. Actually read the pamphlet they give you. Right. So you know what you might be. I, I already know what, what I'm in store for short right. term. And you and I have, are scheduling our vaccines on different weeks. Yes. In case one of us does have a reaction so the other one can take care of the other one and so that we're both not down and out if we both end up having a vaccine reaction. Yes. Or, or feel like we've got symptoms for 48 hours or whatever. So. Yes. So... Again, um, again, it, this podcast was more food for thought. There was some information that came out that I wanted to add in there, but it was more food for thought. Uh, feel free and let us know what you think. If you think it's a bad idea, which I half expect a lot of people to do think it's a bad idea. Or if you want to debate anything uh, we talked about on here, by all means. Yeah, I've invited people to come on the show, and it's funny because not one Republican's willing to. Um, go figure. Um... Yet they're the first ones to praise QAnon. Um, oh, yes. And just to show you how ridiculous America is, the lawyer for the QAnon shaman, their defense is, and I'm not joking, that he's retarded and he rides the short bus. Yes. I'm not joking. That is the defense that they're using. There's your... How st how stupid can you get? Um. Anyway, everybody have a wonderful uh, wonderful weekend, wonderful week. Whatever you. it is now. We'll we be yeah. Anymore. We'll we'll be back next week uh, with more mindless drivel, uh, and probably shitting on DeSantis again. Um. <laughs> although who knows? Maybe Mark Marco Rubio will say something we can shit on this time. Um. At any rate, everybody, please be safe. Again, wear your masks. Now I just say that to piss people off that don't like masks. Um, practice social distancing. That actually is important. Um, and take care of yourself, man. Treat other people nicely. Um, treat them the way you want to be treated. Because if not, you treat me like an asshole, I'm probably going to punch you in the face. Have a nice, uh, have a nice day. Shit.